Welcome in everyone. Another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Curtis, we discussed this so many times. Or two brothers on a couch. Educated brothers. <laughs> two educated, educated brothers. brothers. You can't forget that. I mean, can't how could you part. forget that? We're uh, so well spoken. Yo, we got a lot to get to. We've been off for a little bit, just doing a couple things. It's been busy. <laughs> it's been busy. The NBA is back. Uh, they announced baby. their top 75 players of all time. Yes, baby. Uh, we got the Dodgers. We got the Astros, Red Sox. We got some MLB. And, of course, we got some NFL. But before we get to all that, we actually got some breaking news before we uh, started this podcast. This is crazy, Victor. Mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin, the actor, fired a prop gun on a movie set in New Mexico and killed a cinematographer named Hala Hutchinson and wound a director. He killed a woman? Killed a woman cinematographer in New Mexico on the set of a movie called Rust. It's an independent feature that was filmed at Bonza Creek Ranch. It's a popular production location south of Santa Fe. Mm. Uh, And apparently someone gave Alec Baldwin a uh, prop gun and it went off. And as a right... Someone gave him a loaded... Loaded prop prop gun, yeah. And as of right now, the sheriff's department is saying that no files will be uh, charged at this moment. No arrests were made. Uh, they still got to do a little bit more digging into what happened to it. But the victim was only 44 years old. That is just insane well, to I'm me. I'm telling you now, so it was a woman. I hope it doesn't come out that they were, like, sleeping together. No. I'm 42. Excuse me. She was 42. He shot. Dude, that's wild. That's so crazy to think about. I wonder, like, how that had to happen. And it's Somebody, like, loaded a gun and left it there. Doesn't it? It almost sounds like it's something out of a movie. Like out of a movie or out of a Sorry, play. No, that movie rush now. I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to watching it. That I mean, does that movie ever come out? Like that's the big question. It's like, do you gotta stop all production. This is, that's definitely. It's, just so y'all know, this was like literally 15 minutes ago before, before the show started. <laughs> yeah, we just read that right now. Just we read it day for you guys. And the biggest thing too is Alec Baldwin is not only an actor in it; he's a producer in it. Mm. So the director was also shot. So you got the cinematographer who has sadly uh, passed Ooh, away, been killed. Yeah, it's been crazy. So. Um, you know, hearts go out to her, her family, Hala Hutchinson, uh, 42 years old, shot dead in New Mexico with a prop gun. So we'll have more uh, on this story as it develops because this is definitely something that we're going to be watching. But yeah. to get to the sports aspect of it, which we start off with Jesus. so much, uh, the NBA announced its 75 greatest players of all time for its 75th anniversary, even though technically this is their 76th season. Their 75th was supposed to be last year, but due to the pandemic, I think they wanted fans in there. Uh, a lot of controversy going on here, Victor. A lot of controversy. So I think the big – well, we'll start. The biggest thing is there are 75 players. Now, you have to remember 25 years ago when we were young, I still have the book at my mom's house of the 50 greatest players of all time. And, you know, at that point it was like the Wilt Chamberlains, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, Magic Johnson. It was dope. Michael Shaq Jordan. Shaq made it. That was, you know, during our growing up, our childhood. But now we can actually see this new and improved list. But there's not really anything improved about it. They kept the original 50 players and only added 25. I don't know if I am. I don't think I am okay with that. So essentially you think they should always make a new one every... every Not a new one, but you got to add and subtract. (laughs) You got to add and subtract. You can't. I think because I feel like with that theory, then like essentially by the time you get to like let's say the hundred year, you will replace almost everybody on the list with the next twenty five. You are. We are looking at people mm-hmm. who are the hundred greatest players. You get. You get surpassed. It just happens. But do you have like so? Do you ever like so? By hundred best players, like that's the question. We kind of do like how this. Do we count culture impact 
and how they change the game no. are just pure just no talent. greatest player just greatest players because like how for example like was Iverson on the list Iverson was on the list okay so he deserved it though but like you know how like yeah it's numbers like, I see what you're saying but no we're talking about like just are pure... you saying John Stockton made a cultural impact no he was just one of the no he was just, he's statistically speaking he has to be on there that's what I'm saying that so like, he has to go but, but like, then some of the guys like if we're counting stats yeah you look at like stat padding like Russell Westbrook made it but you have to say, like, he's averaged a triple-double for the last three to four seasons. Some argue it's stat padding. Some will say he's... Some, no, okay, that's, some but that's the biggest thing. It's like, when did steals and blocks become, like, a part of your stats? When did three-pointers become... Because the blocks came with 76? When did three-pointers become part of it? So, that's the thing. Like, Clay Thompson put on Instagram, I may be naive... He's naive. But I think I should have been a part of it. He's definitely naive. No, I don't think he is. Because, like, for example, is it... Because Jerry West didn't have three-point shot, right? No. But they were always saying that he was shooting from far, almost three point range ish. So we're counting that. That's hypotheticals. Him? Yeah, no, we're not counting it against him. Jerry West. Sex- Jerry West. We're talking about like the John Havlicek's of the world. We're talking about stuff like that. Do you keep them in there because they were such pioneers of the game? But when you look at the eras, it's like okay, like your era wasn't as good as this era. I think you could definitely make an argument for certain people not being up. But I do think the impact that that player might have. Is partly why they're on the list too. For some of them, and the, the younger, other the, the fifty greatest, because some of them, like you could say, like how um, the white is probably better than a few seven they have on that list. Probably at this time, and white didn't make the list. He didn't make the list, and it's just like that's hard though, man. It's a hard. It's a, to pick twenty five people between. That's, that's what I'm saying. Between, I think they're probably because did they pick? I have a question for the twenty five they added on. Is it all relatively recent players? Or are there players that were played back in the eighties that they said, hey, you know what? No, well, you got to think about it. 25 years ago, so that happened during the 90s. Yeah. So they added players who were playing in the 90s until now. Yeah, so like a Dirk Nowinski was playing well, I was in the 90s. Sure it wasn't like they were like, you know what? We missed you back in the 80s. We're going to put you on the list too. No, but no. They put all pretty much relatively new All, all new relatively players. new players. Okay. But they didn't take off any of the old players. I think mm-hmm. that's where the biggest things are coming in from. So when you have a guy like Vince Carter mm-hmm. who played for 20-plus years – and he doesn't make the list, what does that say? Tracy McGrady, what does that say? Uh, Dwight Howard, what does that say? Like, that's the bit. But you put someone like an Anthony Davis on. You put a James Harden on. I don't know why the fuck those two are on. So, again, is that just going based off potential, or do you truly believe James Harden is one of the 75 greatest players of all time? I saw when they they told him that, he was like, really? He was shocked. He was like, 75 greatest? Yeah. I don't know if he's a 70, 75. There's been, a, there's been a lot of motherfuckers in the league. There's been a lot, a lot of guys lot of in, the league. in the league. And it's like, are you are you one of the 75 greatest players to ever fucking pick up a basketball and play in the NBA? Exactly. I don't think I don't think Harden has there yet. I don't think Anthony Davis is there I think yet. they might be. I think what they're, they're doing for some of those two players, it personally feels like they're foreshadowing their future. They're probably like, you know what? Because Durant obviously made it. Did Kyrie make it? Uh, let me take a look. But I think the biggest thing is like, you got to understand that some of these players, it's just crazy to me. They didn't cut anyone. Like, that's the crazy part. It's just So like, you're no. more upset just about they didn't cut anybody. They didn't drop anyone. So there are a lot of guys who it's like, okay, what you did was great back in the day, but at the same time. So I will say one thing, in all fairness, for some of the people in the first 50, I don't know their stat line, so I can't really say if it should be or not. But I know, like, Bob Cousy, for example, I think he's, he's definitely going to stay on it because that motherfucker was a beast. John Halachek, Bob McAdoo, like all those guys, yeah, they're gonna be on it. Like, and it looks like uh, Kyrie did not make the list because he didn't get vaccinated. That's why. But Kyrie had one of the biggest shots in NBA Finals history. 
It's very true. Like, so that's the thing. Giannis made it. What? Yeah. Giannis. Answer the compo. They the added list. him to the... T- okay, so... Clearly, okay. Top 75 players of all time. All right, Giannis I'm going to my statement. Uh, clearly, this shit is bullshit because <laughs> Giannis can't shoot a three-pointer to save his fucking life yet. He's barely won one championship. He isn't on any... He's not even on any projections to be in any top statistical category yet. He's good. He's, he's wrong. good, yeah. He's 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 definitely one of the top five players in the world. Probably right now you can argue. I could argue. No, not even that. I made you an argument, but what? Yes. Who did this list? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This, was, like, this is a Twitter poll, bro. This no, no, this was not. So it says, you know, the NBA, like, they ramped up anticipation. So the first 25 names were announced on Tuesday. Of course, the second were on Wednesday. And the final, you know, 25 were today. But my biggest thing is I just don't understand how you do this. I, I yeah, truly I don't. Harden and, if you put, and, and players aren't ranked. That's the funny well, thing. That's that's fine. I don't think you can. I don't think you can rank them because like I've always said that you can't because they always say how Jordan is the best player of all time, but it's like so. Then where would you put Kareem as? Like you can't really rank players because like they're all different positions. Because at the end of the day, a center doesn't really bring the ball off the court. Well, not now they do, but in Kareem's day they did not. Right. Exactly. So it's like it's it's hard to antiquate how good you were when you couldn't dribble. But it's like you couldn't be stopped still. But the biggest thing is essentially what you're saying is like they played in a position game, whereas we have positionless basketball. Pretty much. When you look at someone like a Giannis, like a KD, mm. like a LeBron, who can basically like take play, the rebound and play up the end. Boom, coast to coast like it's nothing. Yeah. And everything. But like you were I'm not saying Kareem couldn't do it, but Kareem would get yelled at. Like, what are you doing? Give the ball to Magic. Exactly. But that's also, you have one of the greatest point guards of all time doing that's, that. That's so that's what I'm saying. you that shit. Well, again, he had a good point guard, too. Yeah, exactly. But like, you see what I'm saying? It was like, it's weird. So, I understand not ranking him. Obviously, people are going to rank him anyway. They're going to put fucking Jordan number one and probably put Shaq top 10, all that kind of shit like that. LeBron number three. I'll watch like that. But Giannis? Giannis. Honestly, bro, you could have started with that, and this, this whole thing is bullshit. <laughs> that's it. Because there's no reason why. Because in. How Clay is naive? Okay, now I see why Clay is naive. If Giannis is on it, Clay is on it. But I'm saying like Clay has the numbers. Because Clay actually has. If Clay stopped playing right now and Giannis stopped playing right now, Giannis would get into the Hall of Fame if he did solely because he's from Greece and he won a championship. Again, Clay I'm, would get in second time for sure. I'm telling you, like Clay has the numbers to get in. That's my biggest thing. Clay has. The most points scored in one quarter. He's probably what top. most three pointers if he in did, one if he game. Did, fuck, he lost two years of three point shooting too. That's he tough. lost two years because of that, because of his injuries, multiple injuries. That's probably what, like, but at the same time, three time champion. So that's what I'm saying. Like he almost has MVP. He has the Arguably numbers. Arguably, MVP one of those years too. So you can look at someone like a Vince Carter and be like, okay, he played a long time, but he made the finals twice, both with New Jersey, didn't win anything. Uh, Tracy McGrady, yeah, he was hurt. Penny Hardaway, he Grand was hurt. Hill. Grant Hill, he was hurt. Dwight Howard, I don't, I still don't understand how that one is. But yeah, then if, like, if we're going off the of stats, tell me about Anthony makes, Davis. That's that, like that's my thing. Like that Giannis thing is like Dwight Howard. Besides, first off, Dwight Howard's resume on paper is disgusting. How many Three time defensive play? Was it was it all back to back to back? Yeah, defense play, play, took he, got the magic to go to the finals. Like, like beat, beat, LeBron beat LeBron to go to the finals. Did he beat Boston that year too? Again, Dwight Howard. Look at his numbers. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff off the court, but are you really saying he's not one of the top 75 best players he's of all time? He's one of the top five players that played the position. Like, That's almost, what like, There we go. Like, he's, you could probably be probably number five, but, like, he's definitely what, top five center, you think, all time? 
No, I think that's I think that's too hard. I think you go Shaq, Obviously Shaq Kareem, Kareem, then you probably go like a Will, Will Chamberlain. Oh, and then again, as we're talking about like centers, like the center position is so deep. Because how do you find value. center? Because he's not really yeah, a center. Exactly. Just Hakeem, like, Hakeem's like on that forward, list. I could just dunk the shit. Yeah. But if Giannis is on that list, Dwight should be on that list. Bill 100%. Russell's on that list. Like again, but Dwight, talk, Dwight should be on there if Giannis is on there. We talk about it. Bill Russell was six nine, like LeBron six nine. The way the guys played then, the way the guys played now was so different. Competition was way different. Competition. You only had one black person on Boston <laughs> versus. If you can you imagine a team full of white players right now? Uh, yeah, actually, you probably could. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, all international. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki, Luke Dodgers, Luka, Luka, Luka. And that's the thing. It's like that was another thing I was looking at too. Was how many foreign-born players would be on this list? Because that's where the game has really grown. So, so Giannis, Dirk. Giannis, Dirk, Steve Nash, Hakeem Olajuwon, like technicals. Yes. When you look at like, like Patrick Ewing, like technically he's Jamaican-born. But when you look at that, like, is Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, as we move forward, are those type of guys going to be on it? I just think that shows the growth within international. He, if he can stay healthy for, if he can stay healthy for three, health, okay, I'll reward that. If he can play eighty percent of his games for the next three years and be productive, then he has a shot of being one of the best players. But if he doesn't play, then he obviously can't do it. Because, but he he require he he's, and he's it's not I'm saying he gets injured, but his body just cannot keep up with the amount of minutes that he's playing and the, no. way, the way he's playing. They have to like they have to he has to check his diet, so we'll see about that. But Giannis, that, yeah, that means no Giannis sense. made it. But that, no. honestly, the fact that they say, they say Giannis, that whole that whole list is bullshit. Now. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad we talked about Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid came out and ball. He had 22 points, six rebounds, and five assists. Uh, the 76ers beat the Pelicans 117 to 97. That was last night. They whooped their ass. They it was close. It was tied at halftime, 53 53. After one at one point, it was just like it's just it. I mean, Joel Embiid played his butt off, and the big question is as you talk about longevity yeah. and all that. The Dodgers just won 11 to two. We're gonna get a little bit to that, like with Chris Taylor and the night he had. When you talk about Embiid, does he have to do that continuously? Because we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Uh, it was reported today that Ben Simmons, after being suspended for one game, after showing back up with the team, the Philadelphia 76ers, he shows up to practice. He goes to the medical staff. He says, my back hurts. They evaluate him for about 50 minutes. They said, all right, you're good to go practice. He said, no, I'm good. And he leaves. So, <laughs> so <laughs> listen, this, like, I, 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 only thing is, like, you know what's going to happen is, like, because of the last dance, you know the NBA is like, yo, you record all this shit. Right. Every I don't care what team you are, any type of drama, you know, even though like I hate how like how they showed the one commercial, like one the one video, like, oh, we have video of um like clearly it's a close practice. So all the people inside that room was people that are allowed in there because they had the video come out of like how Well no, so that wasn't a close practice. That was an open, open practice. But you know that they, was by WPBI. That's what the one that's Philly's that's thing. Philly, but that's when you saw everything where it's like, oh, there's a phone in his pocket. Like, everyone made a big deal about that. Oh, my God, he's standing at the end of the huddle. Oh, my God. Now, the practice he got thrown off at where That's he didn't want to do one, right? That was the closed one. We don't the have co- a The Coach Carter practice, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But I, well, I, okay, by recording, I mean, like, Philadelphia themselves probably have their own camera crew in there. The Sixers probably have their own. That's what I'm about yeah, to say. Yeah, the Sixers Which I know the NBA thing. probably says, like, listen, guys, we don't want it. Y'all record this stuff because this is going to be a great 30 for 30 one day. Nah, the rise I mean, and fall of Ben Simmons. Well, where's the rise? <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he gets traded somewhere. <laughs> Where was the rise? Dude, like, it's like, this is like, it's almost like, it's annoying and sad because like, you feel bad for the Philly players because they got to deal with this shit every single day. Right. Like you think like, you thought like, okay, the next guy I deal with Kyrie and because of Ben Simmons, 
though nobody cares because now Kyrie's like, all right, we get it. You go, you'll be home, done. But Ben showing up and dressing up and coming to the locker room is just like, bro, like you don't want to be here, and we know why you're here, and like. Well, no, I think the big thing with Ben Simmons is this is not a surprise if you watch him at LSU. That's number one. Number two, I feel bad for Philly. I feel bad for Philly fans. Because Philly fans, hey, we're gonna tank. We're not gonna tank, but it's a process. Trust us. They gave it, and they let them. They, the Philly fans say, you know what? And the worst part was they were the only group of uh, organizations like, no, guys, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna suck for a few years. We're gonna suck. We're gonna we're, we're gonna get this cap space corrected. We're gonna they say we're gonna be competitive, but under the cap limit still. They did it. They had nothing, and then they got in B. They drafted Simmons, picked up other few players. Well, no, that's the thing. It's like when they they had a couple players on there, like Nerlens Noel. Uh, let's not forget about. They kept about, trying. They kept they kept trying. They kept trying. And, they had to. And the best, the worst part about with these draft picks, it, it's obviously there's many factors into the game. There's situation. There's coaching system. How's Markel Fultz doing with the Sixers? He's not there. Did he um, turn this young guy? No, okay. no, no. But he's with the Magic. But again, I'm saying like when you say trust the process. Your hopes are we're going to have all these picks and we're going to build a team. Mm -hmm. And that didn't work. Your process was really only Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And then we've always heard the rumors of those two not getting along. Whose team is it? It's my team. No, it's your team. And it doesn't matter what you guys do off the court as long as you guys can ball together on the court. You guys are arguing about whose fucking team it is? No, but then let's go back into like, okay, let's bring in veteran leadership. Okay, boom, here comes Jimmy Butler. Which we thought was like, oh, that's going to be perfect for them. Boom, that's a, you got J.J. Reddick. He's been in the league a long time. Jimmy boom. Butler, he's, he's fired up. He's going he to get them going. Exactly. Get the fuck out of there immediately. And then they like they said, like, we don't want to play with you. So he's like, all right, bet. I'm going to Miami. And but that's my thing. Like, but that's my thing. It's like when you look at Ben Simmons, it's like you're not putting the work in. Like we see you on your videos, but you haven't really improved. You can make fun of Giannis. Not, like, I'm not saying make fun of We can be critical of Giannis making the top 75. But Giannis is making threes now. He's putting okay, work and, in. And it's, and like, Lonzo, again, Lonzo just, putting work in. Ben Simmons, we haven't seen you put the work in. That's very true. Don't get me wrong, guys. Giannis, I think he should be on this list right now, but Giannis has showed every single year he has gotten better. Most right, improved, right. MVP, finals MVP, defense player of the year. So Giannis ain't no scrub. Don't get me wrong, guys, but I think 25 best players of all time. 75. 75, 75 yeah. is a little early. No, I agree with you on that one, but what I'm saying is with Ben Simmons, what's the outcome here? Like, that's the thing to me. It's like, you come back because you're losing money. You Now you're doing everything where, like, oh, I can't play. I got a headache. Oh, I can't play. My back hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to come up with everything that can't be showed up on an x-ray, and you're going to sit there. Which and was, is obviously his, his rep telling him that. Yeah, and then there's so many things that could be happening. I thought, like, a great point was Charles Barkley. Where he said today, hey, if I were the Sixers, I would have suspended him for five games instead of one game. Like, because what suspended from one game in New Orleans does nothing. They play a primetime game on ESPN tomorrow against the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. in Philly. In Philly. In Philly. Is he going to be in the building tomorrow? No. No, he's not. First off, <laughs> they've been saying this for like – so I actually remember asking you earlier, like, who has the most obnoxious fucking sports fans? Right. And we said – I said New York. I said, is it New York? You're like, I don't know. Boston's up there. And then you ended with, hey, but Philly there too. And I was like, is it ironic that they're all fucking riding each other? Like, they're all within a 30-minute fucking train ride, pretty much. <laughs> and it's like, ironic. Like, these four, and they said, as much as they're so obnoxious, they they all feel like they're different from the other ones. They when, all feel like they're yet, different. Yeah, you guys are not. You guys, it's like, but also I think because, like, those three cities have, like, such a long history, just, like, America-wise. Like, it's just, like, Boston is, like, that's one of the fucking oldest cities in the country. Philly, 
the that's, fucking Liberty Bell. Yeah, exactly. New York, De- like Declaration of Independence. Yeah, like yeah. that's like those are like when you think of history of America, you can't skip those three cities. No, you can't. And I think like that kind of holds a pride to them, and their sports team signifies that. And I think that's a good thing, but at the same time. What is what's 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 the outcome or what's the goal of Ben Simmons right now? And we talked about Daryl Morey. He came out and said, you know, I'm this is not going to just be a process for this year. This may be a four year thing, which I think by him saying that off the back, it just tells you like where he's at. It's like he's like, you know what? Fuck it. You want to do this? Let's do this. Obviously, by Daryl Morey saying, you know, the ownership. They said, okay, you can like. He didn't come out by himself saying that shit. Like, he obviously talked with the owners and he said, like, what we what should we do? Y'all want to do four years? But see, the big thing is like, the, no, the owners are gonna be like, get rid of him because why am I paying a guy who's not playing? Exactly. That's any boss. Like, oh, any, this guy's not working. Yeah. So the question now becomes, can you get rid of him? And there's so much stuff that's happening. If he's not playing, what's his trade value? Mm-hmm. We like we seen him okay. Like you talked about, like he's gotten better every year. Like become a better passer, played a better defense. He hasn't shown that he can shoot yet. Like, but his offense is like probably still there. But you're turning down trades because you're like Daryl Morey's trying to. He's trying know, to get the most out of it. He's trying to what is it make his cake and eat it too. Yep. Like that's what he's trying and to I do. I think so. That's why like when we when people ask like who's to blame is like they're both equally on the blame. Question: They're not both equal to blame. Like that's my are. thing. You're I a professional. No, you you're Ben Simmons. You signed a contract. Yes. So you're telling me a Kobe, Kobe Michael Jordan messes up in the playoffs. His teammates talk trash about him. I'm not showing up. I'm not showing up. How is that on me, bro? You have a problem with what I said? Come out here and ball out and let's get this championship. That's what I think. Uh, who was it? Jay Williams had the best. Like, well, he changed it afterward. He was like, Ben should just come out, ball out, and be like. That's why I'm leaving, and it goes to trash down. It, well, no, but, but it's, it's, like, it's just so weird. Four years. But why would you? Again, why would you do that? Because if the ultimate goal is to win a championship, yeah. how are you doing that? And I think yeah. like if you're the Sixers, it's the same thing. You got to cut your losses. But when Daryl Morey comes out today and says, "Oh, well, we want a difference maker in return," okay, whom? Yeah, Whom's like, a difference? There's only, first of all, when you say difference maker, there's only about four or five difference makers in the league, and we're talking about Dame. Um, Who is not going to leave Portland? You have Harden. No, he's going to sign with the Nets. Like he'll stay with the Nets, most likely. And then you're not trade for Kyrie, obviously. And not going to trade for Kyrie. You wouldn't because then is John they, Wall a game changer? Bradley Beal probably ain't leaving. Also, they can't afford John Wall. Exactly. So again, like and also what, you would not, you can't send Ben to Houston because Houston has a point guard. And who, like, come on, like you were talking about a game changer. Who are you going to get from Golden State when that was the biggest rumor? Like, and though the problem with with the Rock with them, with um, what they did wrong was. When they called the Warriors first, said we want this, 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 and that, and Warriors said click. Right, exactly. Like, you out of your fucking. I think they had they they, they would have had it with the Warriors if they would have skipped out all what they went four first rounders. Yeah, Wiggins and Wiseman. Yeah, I think if they would have asked for Wiggins and two first rounders, they would have pulled the trigger. They could have done that, but or you could have got Tyrese Maxey in return. Like, but I think or had, maybe Kid Jordan Poole had, had to be easy I think, like that. I think now, unfortunately, the, when it comes to trade stock. It's a weird thing because, like, you know what Ben Simmons can do and what he can't do, obviously, because it's right. shooting part. But it's like, how do you, as like, if you say you're like the, you're the, what's a contender team that's like on the edge? Who is a point guard? Would you say that's that's thing? Like, that's the Let's thing. Say it's like, like the Timberwolves go. <laughs> nope, like, they're not on the Russell, edge though. That's what I'm saying. Russell, Russell like, wants to play with him. Like, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, what team, quality team, doesn't have a point guard? You could have made a case for Miami. 
They got Kyle Lowry. The Lakers. I, I the Lakers got, got Lakers. Westbrook. They got Westbrook. Clip, Clippers maybe, but like you can't afford. Like, do you really want Simmons with Paul George and Kawhi? Kawhi's out. Like again, like especially that's cool, but like no, no, you're not gonna be able to score points, and you don't got a lot of shooters on the outside. Phoenix, no, like that's the thing. It's like when you talk about contender, actual contender, that one piece away it's is like, Ben Simmons really that guy? Like, do you as like a like do the Pelicans go for it? Like no, no, God, no, God, no. You know what I'm saying? God, like, like absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You, it, it is like it also the hardest part is like this fool is signed for four more years. So it's like, what are you gonna do, bro? Like, there's no unless like obviously there's a clause. But like, bro, you're not breaking no clause. You're breaking the clauses. You're losing money, Ben. That's all I know. Is you're losing he's money. Gonna, so he's gonna lose a bunch of his money this year. I think the Sixers like it's gonna be a whole bunch of Joel Embiid. I think the one person who skates by a lot is Tobias Harris. He didn't play that well in the playoffs last year, and he skates by. So I, I think only thing that can happen next is if. His, his, his representative, I think the way Simmons walks at practice, you know he doesn't want to be there. No, we, we all know that. Like, that's and the thing. It's like, like, and it's getting, and you could tell he's getting more and more agitated by it. And he's just like, this is fucking bullshit. And then, but he's like, bro, like, you're signed to a contract. You have to honor it. Simple as that. Like, no, but he doesn't want to. So I think. And because of you, you're about to change all the fucking contracts. There's going to be a Ben Simmons clause and all the contracts. I don't know how you penalize a player in the future for this. That's yet to be seen. Like, if a player comes out and says, I want to be traded, do you, like, automatically take half his money from him or something like that? I don't no, know. No, you're, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. But I think with Ben Simmons, like, you got to make up your mind because you're hurting yourself overall. And if you're Philly, if you really believe that you can win a championship this year, you're also hurting yourself because we saw the Bucks. They look pretty good. They lost tonight. The Nets, again, they play, they play tomorrow. The Bucks lost to Miami tonight. Um, so again, but the the Heat are a contender, or could be a contender. They did make the playoffs in the bubble and made the finals in the bubble. So we'll have to see. The Eastern Conference is not as easy. No, but like we have to see what happens. And if you're Philly, and if you're Philly fans, I get why you're agitated because again, you waited so long, you thought you had it, and now your star point guard is not playing. Uh, I do want to get to the Lakers from the other night because we are Laker fans here, mm-hmm. and the Lakers lost by seven, one twenty one to one fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is LeBron's fourth straight loss on opening night. He's he never won before. No, but no four straight loss. But he's never won an opening night with the Lakers. He been with the Lakers for four years. Has lost all four, all four opening nights. Uh, the big thing is Russell Westbrook. Like that's the biggest one. Also, Anthony Davis and LeBron James each scored over thirty. It's the first they time look, they look. But it's the first time that they both scored over thirty, and the Lakers have lost. lost. Yeah, Westbrook four of thirteen from the field. 0-4 from three-point. We know he can't shoot from three-point that well, but four turnovers. So, Victor, what do you think about the Lakers coming out and losing to Golden State so the other day? So, let's be real. This loss was on. So, I don't, I'm not panicking. We oh, do, it's one game. No, 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 motherfuckers are. No, motherfuckers are. So, obviously, you, if you were to blame a single player, Westbrook did a lot not to win this game. <laughs> but, his, Westbrook is, he's, he's shown a trend the past few years on these new teams that he starts off very slow. And he figures out halfway the season. Also, we were missing what four players? Who? Lakers were missing like four. They're missing their role, like their wing player. Role player. Also, I mean, if you really think THT, no, it's not about that. I think like, the, ro- the rotations were fucking stupid. You watch, did you watch the game? I did. I thought at one point when this motherfucker had Westbrook, Rondo, and Melo in, I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Because first of all, Rondo and Westbrook are essentially the same fucking position. They're both point guards. Right. And Rondo does not – he shot two three-point, which is fucking surprising as fuck, but he's not a shooter. 
Westbrook is not a consecutive shooter. Rondo was one of four, one of three from three point line. Yeah, like he shot three. He's like, what the fuck? And then Melo, he shoots threes, but he's not. He's not like a knockdown. I'm in the corner all day waiting for you. You know what I mean? I mean, he's two or four from three. He played 26 minutes when he scored nine he's, points. He's, be, he's like an instant office kind of person. Well, I mean, when you look at it, LeBron and AD were the only people to score in double figures. And I think the biggest question mark, and this is probably where you talk about like a Kendrick Nunn or a THT, was Kent Bazemore started. Yeah. Like, that's that's tough. But, again, if you're Frank Vogel, number one, Frank Vogel, you're going to have to deal with a lot this year because right. there's going to be – This could be the year he can get fired. No, I don't think he's going to get fired. I think this is just the well, biggest. Well, he's kind of extension, didn't they? Yeah, but I think because, I mean, his number one threat, uh, Jason Kidd, is no longer there. Or his perceived number one threat, Jason Kidd, now with, with the Dallas true. Mavericks, who uh, who lost his you know debut tonight with the Mavericks. But when you look at the Lakers, the biggest thing with them is what do you do? Because you are going to have so many different style of plays. How can you mesh all that together? I think the best method is, like, I don't know. As a close, like when, when I saw Westbrook wasn't the game in the fourth quarter towards the end, I was like, my question is, will Westbrook be able to handle that? Right. Can he can he put his pride aside and be like, fuck that, I should be playing right now? Which I can love the intensity, but for the fairness of the game, like bro, like you're not good right now, like you're not. But I think someone said, I think best thing for Westbrook should be when the when like when you get the nun, the THT back. I think you 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 can still start Westbrook. I'm okay with him starting. But, like, you know when LeBron goes out, for example, yeah. and you bring in your bench players? Let Westbrook run them. Like, you guys, let's, let's fucking push the ball. Let's well, up-tempo up it for, like, six minutes. I think the biggest thing that we got to look at, too, is mm-hmm. when you look at the Lakers, they're going to have so many adjustments to made. Like, and their defense wasn't there. Like, they were getting killed by Jordan Poole. Getting killed. Steph Curry had a triple-double. DeAndre like, Jordan played, what, six minutes? <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Jordan started the game, played six minutes. So, do you then put, like, a Dwight Howard? But they said, like, Dwight, but Dwight is clearly a better player. He's, I think Dwight's better than DeAndre Jordan. But then you got to think about what do you do during the closing stretches mm-hmm. and who gets those last shots. Because let's be honest, LeBron came out and was on fire. fire. LeBron was making shots that we don't see him typically make. AD was on fire. We always talk about, like, LeBron is the oldest. It can't be up to LeBron. It, it can't really be up can't to Carmelo. Be. It's got to be up to Westbrook. It's got to be up to Anthony Davis. It's got to be up to Malik Monk. I feel, what can I, those guys do? I do feel like maybe Westbrook might have been, like... It felt like when I watching him play... He wasn't being himself. Right. But in his fairness, I get it. Like, you're playing with a new player. He's trying to be like, he's, I think he's trying to, like, you know, I'm buying into the system with you guys. I want to move the ball around. But I think LeBron is home, like, listen, bro, like, I get what you're doing, but you got to be you. Because, right. like, Westbrook in the day, the way he fucking moves, he should get at least six to eight points on a fast break, though, no question. And I think the biggest thing, too, is, like, the Lakers didn't win a game in preseason, but it's preseason. Mm-hmm. The Lakers didn't have a lot of time to practice with each other. This is their first game. It's going to take time to figure out how they play together. I'm thinking at least – well, before I was thinking, like, the first 20 games, but I wasn't seeing fucking those injuries coming up. Because even – granted, I'm not saying those injuries were, like, the, the players are going to change the game, but, like, those injuries require – that's oh that's five minutes for that player. That's five minutes like that's the, those extra extra minutes of resting is a huge thing for sometimes for some of these, some of these older players. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they run because I think the reason will probably be that the end. I think the reason like any game situation might be in the game more often. Bradley just just got signed last the night before. Yeah. And I think and first of all, I don't know why the fuck framework would have he had the second he goes in the game hits two threes plays. You can't really stop Curry on on offense, but he was playing good defense on him. Who? Uh, Bradley. When he came in towards the Avery end of the game. Bradley, Avery Bradley, he, he got the cut by the Warriors, and then but like he's, like he's like you can't you can only play so well on offensive players like that. You just hope to slow him down, 
And Curry was just missing shots, luckily. I, well, I think the biggest thing is, like, team. Yeah. Like, that word team. Like, how are we going to see it? Like, they haven't flowed yet, but I think I... I'm looking forward to seeing the record around the month. No, I mean, we're all interested. The Lakers will be one of the most heavily well, looked at teams. Their, what their number was expected to be close, right? No. Ninth. They They're what? Ninth. ninth. Like, they're supposed to finish but, ninth. But they're putting it there. It's because, like, they even said, like, analytics, they hate two players the most. And which players do we have? LeBron. Westbrook. No, Westbrook. Westbrook. Oh, that's true. Analytics I can see that. hate those two. High volume shots, not high volume percentages. I think we were, what, negative 15 with them on the floor? Yeah. Or something like that? That's not good. But, no, I think the reason we say team is, like, you see a Denver come out and just, like, beat Phoenix last night. Mm-hmm. We look at a team like the Bucks repeating and, like, they had a great opening night game. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be team versus, like, all these pieces that are coming together. You look at the Chicago Bulls, which a lot of people are trying to uh, say might be contenders in these. Mm-hmm. Not really contenders, but finishing, like, fourth, could- fifth. They beat, like, a Detroit team on the road They could be competitive as fuck. They can be, but they barely beat a Detroit team on the road. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, oh, well, they just got all these new pieces, so how can you gel? So, yeah, it's still early on. But the crazy thing was Steph Curry had a triple-double in that game. And then tonight against the Clippers, they're just about to go to the fourth quarter with the Clippers up 93-90. to Steph Curry started the game <laughs> 25 points. Mm. He was 5-5 five of five from the three-point line. Nine of nine from the field overall, but two free throws in there as well. Victor, last year he scored, he averaged 32 points. Like, he averaged over 30, became the first player to do that, plus 30 years old since Michael Jordan. The war, that's, that's going back to like oh, the Lakers. That's right, huh? Going back to the Lakers, every game matters in the West. Like, every game, every game matters in the West. So, with Golden State beating the Lakers, on opening night in L.A., and then only trailing by three with Steph's hot start right now at the end of three. He has 35 points, so he's added 10 since the first quarter. Could end up with 50 by like, by the time everything's said and done. Is Steph Curry already like the MVP? He's looking at it. I mean, two games. Two well, games. Two hey, games. Hey, first hot off, take, guys. First off, what is hot take. All day? After the first quarter, MVP right yeah. now. Like, I mean, get it. Like, also, so before the, so Curry is, this, without, without including this game, is at 2,834 three-pointers career-wise. Ray Allen's at 2,973. Plus his six so far or five? Steph had five in the first quarter. And let's see how many he's had since then. But they did say he was 141 away from passing him Mm -hmm. uh, when the game started. So he's six of ten from three. So he's shooting 60% from three-pointer right now. Most likely. So I think – so the MVP thing, the reason why I brought that up is because he's going to get that record this year, barring injury. It's almost a conclusion at this Knock point. Knock on well, nothing but safety. Yeah. Hope for you. But I think if he averages 30 points. So he had two against the Lakers. So that's eight total. So, yeah. If he has – if he if say he averages 28 points. Let's say he's top four in scoring. Right. In the, in, in the, in the season. And they get fifth, fourth place. Right. He might be – and he gets the record. They might give him MVP for that. Well, so I think the biggest thing is, you know, brought the Chicago Bulls. The Golden State Warriors, I think we all believe to be the biggest wild card in the Western Conference. Because we don't know how Clay's going to come back. We don't know how Clay's going to come back. Because we don't know playing, how, we don't right know how now, Wiseman's going to come back. Right now, they're Kelly, playing like a playoff team. Yeah, like 100%. I believe Kelly Oubre is still on the. No, uh, he's on. He's no, on who's the other one that's hurt that's coming back? Um, the slasher that's coming back. Well, we got Jordan Poole, uh, like, so who's Wiggins. doing well. Like, Wiggins is doing well. They got Otto Porter Jr. That's the one who I believe was hurt during the preseason. That's what I was thinking of. But, no, you got a lot of guys. And when you have Clay come back and when you have Wiseman come back, 
that's going to spread the floor. I think that's when he makes most of those threes. Mm-hmm. I think when he's not dribbling the ball and being, you know, you know, boxing. Yeah, boxing four. And, and it's like, he's hey. gotten bigger. Now he's getting rebounds and shit. Yeah, well, he's before he wasn't always like they said that he was he was never the person to be like in there getting rebounds. Now he kind of but his roles changed because he knows like we got to win this game. Right. No, I think he knows that. And I think he's like, hey, it's going to be put on me. So I got to do more. But when you look at Steph Curry, he's going to break that Ray Allen record. And he even came out and said there's a group that we have, a special bond we have between elite shooters. I don't know if you saw after the game against the Lakers, the first person he dapped up was Reggie Miller. And, like, him and Ray Allen are close. Like, he's going to smash Ray Allen's record. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about Ray Allen's record, smash it. it's not even, it doesn't even include playoff threes. Like, for all-time all threes, they, all they, I don't know why they don't include it, but he's, he's going to get it. Well, so, scoring. They count. No, they count that, too. Yeah, but my biggest thing is he's going to break the record. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And when Clay comes back, which we all think will probably be somewhere around, like, Christmas. I think they're going to hold him off to like Christmas. Well, we're going to see how they do because if he's – you can bring him back and play him limited minutes if your team's doing well. If you don't sure. – like if Jordan Poole's playing well as of right now, he's only got five points in 19 minutes. He's definitely cooled off um, with Wiggins scoring 17 at the moment as we head into the fourth. But if Clay comes back 100% and they can get that guy in the corner, get Thompson in the corner, get Draymond bring the ball up, have Wiseman in the post or setting screens – that's going to help Steph that's move. a fast-ass fucking team. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to watch. That's going to be tough to watch because we play in their division. And, again, I think a lot of people think, like, hey, the Lakers, do they finish first? And Hell no. The question is probably going to be a no. Hell no. Probably I think be a no. the Lakers, honestly, I think the Lakers to be – if they're probably – if Lakers, their Lakers are probably going for – I said – I said one episode, like, I think fourth place, fine. Like, Lakers don't need to – because – to become to be first place, I just feel like you, the, our age, is too much for the for the older players to like have to push themselves every day in day night out for the season. Right. Playoffs is different because that's a different mentality. That's when that's that's when they're that's the problem with our team. Like our team is designed for a playoff run, not for the season. Uh, well, I think it's got to build. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you're basically saying like, can the same team? beat the Lakers four out of seven times mm-hmm. in a playoff series? And the answer, we don't know yet. We don't I mean, know, we don't know well, yet. Well, this team right now, they will beat the shit out of Lakers. But um, they'll fucking, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> the fucking. War, if the be, Warriors come back in full strength, there is a chance they could actually beat the Lakers. They'll beat the Lakers at, at this point right now. Until we get, until Westbrook, because I think Westbrook has to become the predominant ball handler for the first three quarters of the game. Yeah. I think once he becomes the prominent ball handler the first three quarters, only problem is, I don't like fucking Anthony Davis shooting fucking three pointers all the time. Like I get you can shoot it, but it's like it's it's so weird how like this man will play against someone who's clearly undersized. Like there isn't many players in the league, if any, who can honestly tell me you can guard AD fully. Yeah. The only person that's on AD is AD. No, that's the biggest thing is if AD plays up to his full potential, the Lakers are going to be dangerous. Like how you say he's a he's not a five he's not a top five player. He's a top five talent. Yeah, he is. Because he's too fast for someone his height, and he's too big for someone too small. You know, like, like he moves too quick for a small forward. He moves too quick for a power forward, but he's too strong for a small forward to guard him. Right, he's versatile. He can move everywhere. And, and I get, like, I just don't understand, like, I, how Westbrook says, like, maybe Westbrook is going to be behind him. Like, listen, bro, like, you got like, You could tell, like, a lot of his turnovers, too, are, like, you could tell he doesn't have a timing correct. It's like, he'll pass the ball. He's like, ah, he should be right there. It's like... You'll learn that shit, but like, cause like LeBron, he's just a fucking that motherfucker throws the ball anywhere and knows where it could be at. 
I'm looking forward to seeing how when, when's their what's who's their next big game Lakers play. Do you know offhand? I don't know offhand. I, I know their first like what 15 out of 20 at home pretty much. No, they play a lot of teams. Like I know they play like the Cavs. I mean, you got the Suns. Like that's a big game. They play the Suns tomorrow night on Friday. I think that's a big a lot, game. We have a lot of home games like in the in the beginning. They do, but you play the Suns. You lost to the Suns when everyone thought you were gonna beat them I in the playoffs. We should have fucking. So that's the thing. It's like and the Suns are probably gonna be mad because they lost their first game. So we gotta see what happens. But I think. Well, LeBron. Well, the one thing I can say, LeBron did come out shooting. Like, no, so, he came so, out and played so, well. CJ said, "Like that fucking combat got me. Got me shoot. Let me try to download that." Like, yeah, he's he been was, sh- he was shooting nice. Like that was, but that's that's where his game has to go at this age now. Like he has to learn more of a post up. Because I think if he if he can shoot that three, stay on the line, let Westbrook penetrate, and then you pass it LeBron, and he goes fuck that and penetrate too. Is like you can't stop that. No, he definitely came out and, like I said earlier, he was making shots that he wasn't normally making and just playing really, really well. The other team that's playing in this game is the Clippers. Uh, Paul George is killing it tonight. Now, the one person who's not killing it for the Clippers because he's on the bench is Kawhi Leonard. He had that awful injury. But Kawhi recorded an album, Mm -hmm. and it drops tonight, (laughs) Friday night at midnight. It is Kawhi Leonard Presents Culture Jam Volume 1 Part 1. Uh, he's got some features with NBA Youngboy, Gunna, Polo G, Lil Uzi Vert, A Boogie, Wale, Ty Dolla Sign, NLE Choppa. Like, Victor, are you going to stay up and download his album? Bro, do you understand? Like, those are like, those are some big names. Those are huge names. These are huge, huge names, names to have on a fucking debut album. And the only, only thing is, I can tell you right now, if you have that many top celebrities on your album, you're probably rapping a lot. You're backpedaling off of their success for your own tracks. Which is fine. Like backpaling up. No, duh. You're getting the best people to help no. you. Like if you were, st- if you like, these are probably your friends. Like again, when you're in, not your friends, you have more access to them. Yeah, you have fucking- access to them. So like, if you're in the NBA and you're going to all these parties and all these events, you're probably running into the same people. Rappers are probably at the same party. Surprise, Migos not on here. Like you're probably running hey, into the same rappers people. Rappers want to be athletes. Athletes want to be rappers. So you're like probably running into the same people, and you're like, hey, like I'm doing this album. Do you want to jump on it? Like, all right, cool. How much will you pay me for a verse? Boom, I'll give you like. 25, 50,000. Okay. Well, first of all, remember, like, even and then for like these folks who rap, like, I was on I was on a track with an NBA champion. Like, you know what so, Yeah, NBA Finals MVP. What if this folk goes platinum? I mean, that's not going to happen. But, yeah, well, no, but streaming's different now. It is It is it's different. Easier, <laughs> it's, it's only seven tracks. That's a, that's a, that's a quick little listen through, bro. <laughs> like, I'm going to listen to that shit for show. <laughs> it's it's going to be like a 30 what if this minute just like What if this folk come out with like a diss track? It's like, Yo, that would be hilarious. Yo, Paul George, you suck without me. Like, that would be funny if he was taking, like, shots. Like, just, be... like, what we just called out every player is, like, when I'm back from injury, I'm coming for all y'all. Luca, you're first. Like, that would be funny. That would be funny for the dish, right? No, it would be funny if he came out and did that. But I think it's hilarious that he's the quietest guy in the NBA. He's the fun guy. Yeah. And he's coming out with a rap album while he was hurt. Like, that's great. Like, of all the things, like, you? But I think this isn't the first. I mean, obviously, it's not the first time. But I yeah. think I was more surprised by this than I was of there's an unreleased song with Kevin Durant and LeBron James during the 2011 lockout. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> it's like... That's right. Because I don't like it's like, lockout. These two... Man, just like, in that, the studio. That, that, that makes sense for them. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. It's like, if you're Kawhi and you live in L.A., you can find the best producers. And I guarantee you, he lives in San Diego, which is awesome. Uh, I'm sure he has a home studio. So it's like, hey, come on down. Come on down to five. <laughs> I don't know where he lives I'll in San have, Diego. Tacos catered, fire La Jolla. 
Uh, maybe. Where's, where's, where's the nicest area on the, on the mountaintop somewhere? That's the thing. I'm thinking like Rancho Bernardo, Poway. Something, he, something like Scripps that. Scripps Ranch. He somewhere lives, near a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is somewhere over there where it's quiet. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to Kawhi's album. I want to see how it sounds like if, <laughs> what he we're does. Going next week, like, yo, bro, track six is fire, dog. Like, yo, when we see, if we see Kawhi, we'll be like, yo, come on the podcast. Like, Just come on, that man. Was, that's so funny. <laughs> Just come on. But no, Kawhi, we're looking uh, to download that, stream it. We're going to see how good it is. Uh, I do want to stick in L.A., though, because we are a West Coast L.A. podcast. The Dodgers were down 3-1 to the Atlanta Braves. Game five of the NLCS tonight, Chris Taylor hits three home runs against the Atlanta Braves. That's the most home tonight? runs in a postseason uh, game. Yeah, an elimination game by one player. So the Dodgers won 11-2. They'll head back to Atlanta, and then they'll have game six and a potential game seven. We all know that the Dodgers were down 3-1 to one to the Braves last year in the NLCS. So can they come back and do it again and beat the Braves? But the only difference is that was being played in Arlington, Texas the whole time. This is actually travel day. You got to move. And I think the crazier thing with today's game, Victor, is not only the amount of hits and Chris Taylor hitting three home runs, it's the fact that the Braves got out 2-0 to zero on a bullpen day for the Dodgers. No Scherzer, no Julio Urias, none of that for the Dodgers. Obviously, no Kershaw. And they still still came back to win. So the Dodgers are right back in it. It looks they like have, now their their pitchers can play again, right? Well, you're probably gonna have Serger go in Game Six. Like you got to. That's your ace. That's your number one. And then on short rest, uh, do you have Scherzer go? Do you have Bueller go? Do you have Urias go? Like so they that, have they have some good options. They'll probably have Bueller go in a Game Seven because Urias you've been kind of pitching a lot. So you'll probably have Scherzer go in a Game Six. And but the biggest question with the Dodgers is their bats. Can their bats really do anything about it? But the Braves shouldn't be discouraged. You still are going back to your home, like they, home stadium, up three two. Because they're playing back. Oh yeah, because they lost one two. Oh, they have that same format. Still, two, like three, that two, two three two. Two three two. Yeah. It's a terrible format. Yeah. So we got to see what happens because it's no home field advantage at all. Really I mean, like if you, because my thing with the Braves is, if you would have won Game Three in LA, it would have been over, obviously. Because Bellinger came back, hit that huge three-run home run, tied it up. Mookie Betts in the top of the eighth gets the game-winning go-ahead run. They win. Then the Braves come back and get one. I think that's the thing. It's like if you really think about it from a logical standpoint, all you really needed was one. That's that's all you really needed. They come Because think about it. You were up 2-0. Mm-hmm. So you took care of home field advantage in Atlanta. You come into the Dodgers to LA to play three games. You took one. So okay, okay, like we got one. We're now going back home three two. I don't know, man. Can the Do- I think can go seven. I think they go to game seven for sure. But can Dodgers pull off a fucking miraculous fucking comeback? They have to. I mean, well, I mean, you're gonna have to. Like, and this- I want them to win because I want them to win it all. Because last year, being on the street with them celebrating was fucking amazing. And I really want to go to a fucking parade. I don't. I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. Like the Braves are gonna play well. At home, the big thing. Oh, they're gonna be fired to fuck up. They're gonna be fired up because they they know they can win in front of their fans. Yeah. Even though like you you tell you like don't ever think ahead of time like think about today. I think the Braves. If I was if I was a Brave, I'll be like yo, we're feeling we're we're. I'm not even sad like yo guys. Like you said, we had no business. We took one. Let's go back home and end this shit. Let's end it. Like all we needed get the, was get the pearls. Let's get this going. Yeah, because think about it. If they didn't win one on the road. They're down three two, and, and now they, they got to win two in a row. And the Dodgers have momentum. Like, like the Dodgers. Boom. Are, like I've like I, the games I've watched them play, whenever they're down, the second the Dodgers get that momentum, it just like 
you can feel it. Like they they, they start believing. It's like like I was telling my coworker, I was like, the Dodgers keep like how the, their bats aren't hitting or whatever the term is for it. Like they keep like going down or fucking up, but then they have so many great players. The great players make the right move or the right play, but it's because they're that good to do that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. And it's like you have a Mookie Best that can do that kind of stuff. It's not like some random player that's like doing good and makes the best catch of his time. It's like, oh, Mookie Best did the catch. Like, oh, no, that's what he does. Right, he's gold glover. Like, he's used to doing like that. You, you have the best players and they step at the right time. But it's like, you guys got to stop playing that game because you can't rely on that. If I, if I was a player in Atlanta, I'd be thinking all that. I'd be like, yeah, Mookie's great. Bellinger's good. Uh, Trey Turner obviously won a World Series uh, with the Nationals, all that stuff. Ooh, my, ew, hard foul. Ooh, called jump ball. Look like a hard foul. But if you look at it from a Brave standpoint, I'd be like, this dude hit three home runs in one game. That's wild. When Like, is he going to do it again? So if I'm the Braves, I'm like, look, congrats. They had a mariachi, like when you, like they had a mariachi band at Dodger Stadium at Chavez Ravine. They had all the atmosphere going. All right, cool. It's We're like going to do it lost, like ATL style. It's like if you lost if Howard shot 20 free throws in a row and made him. Dwight Howard. I mean, like Giannis, when Giannis oh, yeah. was making all the threes in the that's finals, right. it's like, yo, he he beat us. Like, we you can't stop. Tip that. the cap, like that's what they say in baseball, right? Tip the cap. You got to tip the cap to Chris Taylor. It was his night tonight. Three home runs in an elimination game. First time that's ever happened in LCS. So, Dodgers, we will be watching on Saturday because all of LA is going to be watching, and also it's going to be a, a big weekend this weekend in LA because you're going to have the Dodgers game. And then USC plays Notre Dame. So that's a huge Ooh, game, too. Damn. Rivalry game. So, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a lot of stuff going on this weekend. We went so far? God damn. That's a, oh, that's a, I'm going to be staying home. That's a big-ass game. It is uh, It is chili dog season weather. Or hey. almost with this with this, uh, with this this cool weather coming out. Like, I say cool. It's relative. I know we have East Coast listeners. Sorry about that, guys. It's cool here. It's cool. It's it's about, it's about 55, 60. It's cold. It's fucking freezing, bro. I want my fucking blizzard jacket. Uh, so Victor, speaking of cold, it was it looked like it was cold in Cleveland today. Uh, also, before we get out of here, Houston's up three uh, two against the Red Sox. They play tomorrow. They have a chance to advance to the World Series. Uh, I know. I want to see Dusty do well, but at the same time, I don't want to see the Astros go back. Uh, Cleveland got Week Seven off, uh, where they beat the Denver Broncos seventeen to fourteen with a backup quarterback in Case Keenum. Victor, not a lot of great games uh, in NFL Week Seven. So as I'm looking at it, the Chiefs play the Titans. That should be a good one. You know, Titans got a big win on Monday Night Football. I want the Titans win that one. Yeah, and then Bengals Ravens. That's gonna be well, because who's? But that's who's, a that's a good. Who's your Who's your MVP right now in the NFL? Because again, Derrick Henry had a huge game last week against the Bills. I think Lamar Jackson's been killing it. They just beat the Chargers last week in Baltimore, and then of course Kyler Murray. They play the Texans. Cardinals play the Texans this week. Is he your MVP? Because they're See, they're undefeated. I like Derrick Henry because I just feel like don't get me wrong. I know the quarterback does a lot. But I feel like they put so much onus, like when the court, when the team wins, like oh no, it's because he threw it all. But it's like yeah, but the receiver catches it and runs the route and almost gets his fucking head chopped off, too. Like I feel like the quarterback gets all the shine. Obviously they get all the blame too, but they get a lot of they get they get I feel like they get way too more they get, they get more shine they deserve sometimes. Oh no, I, duh, absolutely. Like that's also, true. They just have two fucking plays, they have two trophies, best quarterback of the year and best offensive player of the year. That's true. That's really true. what it is because every year is always a quarterback that wins it because it's like, oh, he scored this many. But, like, yeah, but you had three receivers catch this ball for you. Like, you had an offensive line protect for you. Like, you weren't solely doing it on your own. You require everyone else to help you out. Rather, a receiver has to do one thing, beat that nigga in front of him. Right, but then you also look at, like, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry carries his team. 
Yes. Like you I can like make Derrick a point Henry that right he now. carries his team. So Derrick Henry, he could he could be MVP. You look at Lamar Jackson, Who's he could be the MVP. That's a great question. We gotta go look at the archives. You gotta look at Derrick Henry can win MVP. Lamar can win MVP. Kyler Murray, again, the Arizona Cardinals are undefeated. They're playing the Houston Texans. That's so wild. Who are one of the worst teams in the league right now. He can win MVP. And I believe the last running back to win MVP, oh, I want to say LT was 06. I know Sean Alexander was like right around 04, 05. You know, you, you know this one. You know this one. <laughs> it's, that's a great question. I'm going to be so mad at myself and be kicking myself. So only four have done it. Yeah. And the last one was Adrian Peterson. There we go. 2012. There we go. He ran for more 2,000 yards. See, and that's the thing. Derrick Henry's run for 2,000 yards, and he he didn't get it. See, that's why it's that bullshit. But I think, <laughs> I think, I think Derrick – I like Derrick Henry right now because he's literally putting the team – because, like, the worst part about, like, when running backs do that kind of stuff, when you know the game plan is, yo, stop him. And what's, what's the game plan do? You can't stop him. Exactly. Like, and, like, you, and, you are, and you stack the box – to stop this man. Right, because you're and like, can man, Ryan Tannehill beat us? And this man still will outrun you, outgun you, out, outshrink you. It is this Derrick Henry is literally a man amongst boys. Well, it's crazy because he must have a thing, a hatred for Buffalo. Because last year against Josh Norman, he just pushed him out of the way. And then this, <laughs> this past week on Monday Night Football, he did the same thing to a Bills linebacker. Like, it's like, first Derrick all, Henry, who hurt you in Buffalo, bro? Like you, first of all, do you remember, like, I, think, I don't think people like fathom like, how strong – Someone has to be to push over a fucking linebacker, right? Exactly. And obviously, you could you could argue about how he came at him, momentum and stuff like that. Still, no, that's I, still that still re, that still requires awesome timing and awesome fucking strength. It's also not just the strength to push off a linebacker. It's the like you pushed off a linebacker and, and then kept running, and, and then not just kept running. It's like sixty yards later, you're in the end zone. Like that's the most impressive thing. But there's not a lot of great games in the NFL this week. Like it's just it's. Yeah. I it's Raiders, gonna be a red zone type I think of the Sunday Raiders for play me. The Eagles. This they play week. the Eagles. Yeah. And I hope it's an easy simple win because I think we get our bye week, and then I'll be in Vegas. Maybe I'll Facetime you <laughs> from, the, from the stadium. I probably will ignore. Wow, but that's fucked up. We can, no. we can do a podcast. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought the Raiders. Oh. I'm glad you brought the Raiders, Victor. So the Raiders announced today that the Grambling State University Tiger Marching Band, great marching band, mm-hmm. HBCU, will be performing at halftime of Sunday's game between the Raiders and the Eagles. They also announced that Yolanda Adams, Grammy-winning artist, yes. gospel singers, will be singing America the Beautiful. <laughs> Victor. So. Victor. You want to start, start with this word? <laughs> you want to start with this word? Victor. Yes. I think we all know what this is. Yes, absolutely. Raiders. Y'all were so mad about John Gruden. This is what you guys are going to do. So This, this is-, is what you're doing. You're going to get an HBCU marching band from Louisiana, oh, well, keep going. fly him in, yes. bringing Yolanda Adams Ruben to do this. Ruben stay in yes. Vegas and do this. We, come on, man. This is the same thing the Washington football team did when all that scandal went down last week. And they're like, hey, guys, we're retiring Sean Taylor's number. Remember how much you guys love Sean Taylor? Oh, yeah, should, yeah. Been done that. And then mind. Sean Taylor's family was like, we didn't know anything about this. This is pandering 101, and this is See, Mark Davis saying, oh, they, they're going to forget. They're going to play some music. This is Mark Davis and NFL doing this. But like, the only thing <laughs> I hate, because it's like, I, I, I hate this because, like, you love it for the marching band to get a platform like that because people are going to see that marching band who had no idea how HBCUs get down. That's, that's true. That's, that's a good that's, point. That's a really big thing. Like, 
people are gonna see this. You, are, you and I know how good like we understand they are. what they do. Yes, like, we are. We know right now. Like first of all, I'm kind of sad it's not my game I'm going to, because I'll be there just like, because ah, <laughs> like, you know they're gonna have a they're gonna have an amazing set. No, by by the time you go, they're gonna have Southern University. <laughs> it's gonna be Battle of the Bands. Bro, like they're gonna have Nick Cannon at halftime. If it's Battle of the Bands, I'm I'm gonna live stream that shit for you. <laughs> and we'll put that. We'll, 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 we'll switch that. We'll yeah, switch that. exactly. But like, yeah, I hate that. It's like a lot of animals is like, like I hate how you guys are using these people. For your fucking for your shit when you guys fucked up, and yeah. You guys and it's like and that's why like I've the past few years I've definitely have fallen out of love with the NFL because of the way they handle shit. So much scandal. It's they, just it's not even like I'm like the scandal was like it's one thing for scandal because I get it. It's certain certain levels of scandal like there's certain things gonna happen like okay workplace harassment it shouldn't be happening but I know it's gonna happen eventually and then someone's gonna come out talk like how. What Mark Cuban went through it, right? Didn't they go through it? Right. And Dallas like, come out, fucking address it. They'd be like, listen, we have a lot to learn. We're going to change. That's it. Don't fucking no, next that- day come out and be like, hey, we hired this girl. They're just like, no, you're pandering. No, right but now. what you like what that. you can tell is the NFL is a reactive league. They're, oh, not, pro- they're not proactive. They don't give a fuck. Like, the NFL is like, did Roger Goodell know or not know about the Ray Rice tape? It's not like, but then boom, when TMZ releases it, oh, domestic violence and issue in the NFL, we are going to set up a committee. And that committee was awful. Oh, the, like Black oh, Blue Jeff Hardy can play? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Like Greg Hardy can play? Like, again, all that stuff that's going on, they're very reactive. And this is a very reactive move. But mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you. One, I hope Grambling is being stayed at a really nice hotel. I'm going to go with Mandalay Bay because it's close to the stadium. I do hope. I that, like that's a good, good safe bet. Yeah, good safe bet. I, I do hope that they are getting paid a lot of money. And I hope, Who, and you know like what, the, the, band? The, the band, yeah, the band, like yeah, band leader, not, school, not the, not the, not the, well, not the they, actual, they, they can't get no, that, right? I, maybe they can, I don't know why they w- wouldn't not be able to, it's not like they're athletes, like they're not, that's a good question, you think Mark Davis is buying them, like paying them each, like here's a hundred, here's a hundred. Maybe give them like a free token to go if bet. On scholarship, can they take money from outside? Hell yeah! Like, why wouldn't they be able to? That's a good question. So my oh, thing is, I, and the one thing I think that's going to happen is this game, whether it's on Fox or CBS, it'd be really cool. Hear me out. It'd be really cool if you guys showed that halftime so you can see the marching band. Because if you guys don't know, Grambling in Southern, that's a huge deal. Bayou Classic. It was in the Superdome, and NBC, I believe, used to show the halftime show live mm-hmm. every year. So you're right. Some of the audiences may not remember that or may not be in tune with that. So as much as I dislike it, someone does win in this, and it's it's the Raiders That's who why, like, win. If yeah. I was at that, at that game, like, obviously, you know, halftime is for, well, now we know, get your last fucking beer before the fucking stop. They start serving, start serving you. And then, but, like, for that game, I would be like, what, what time is it? Two minutes left in the 10? In the second quarter? I'm going to go back real quick. Come I want to see back. this. I want to see Cause this. Because unfortunately, and also the worst part is that band has a very short window. Like, oh. like pretty much by the second the court ends, they're right there. We're walking it set right. up right now. For, for, right for now. people that don't know, halftime is really short. And that's the thing that's so interesting because I want to shout out Keith, uh, Keith Roddy, who went to Southern University. And I went to a game between Southern University and Texas Southern. They expanded their halftime, uh, which was um, – which was, I think it's usually 15 minutes. They expanded it to like 30 minutes or okay. 25 minutes so they could have more people. So they, they know. Watch it. So that's the, good. Because people literally, they don't understand. Like that band stuff is like, they'll go to a whole event just for band play. And just, that's it. Yeah, they're exactly. Chilling. They're chilling. They're amped up with their team. It's like, that's why I'm I'm very excited for that, for the school, for those, ki- hey, those kids. Like, this is the biggest platform 
not big platform they're gonna play in, but because well, you define big platform they're like to some this is big. To them, it's probably like, yo, bro, we, we got, we we've got, done we got, this before. We got the competition yeah. coming up in yeah. a few months. I do, so. I do want to see it though. Uh, I do want to see how well they do. They're, but they'll be the first ones to play in that stadium. For a band, yeah, first college band probably, and that's great that it's an HBCU. And this, so. might, this obviously might because if the NFL, if the NFL really cares about these like black people, like minorities like that, maybe you start doing this more often with other. Other stadiums. I mean, yeah, that New Orleans, obviously, Which like they should have been at that yeah, one. exactly. There are a lot of HBCUs that are close to, especially those schools in the South. Like you got FAMU, they can go to any one of those teams. Tampa Bay, Miami, like they can go up there and perform. Um, but, I don't like that. But speaking of Miami, Victor, yes. uh, <laughs> Royal Caribbean Cruises, hey. the cruise line industry got hurt during the pandemic, hey, as they, we all know. Wait, which, which, which cruise line was it? This is the Royal Caribbean. Stock in that one. <laughs> Does Victor have stock? Great question. I, I bought stock in some of the cruises. I mean, like do you think bucks. they're gonna bounce back? Yeah, AMC, all that <laughs> stuff. Think about the bounce back. Yeah. Uh, so we got the Royal Caribbean Cruises, their cruise line. They're offering the ultimate world cruise. It starts December tenth, twenty twenty three. So you got a year to plan, mm-hmm. and you come back February eleventh, twenty twenty four. You hit thirty six destinations in sixty four nights. Oh, I'm sorry, me. You said um. Nine December, months. Tw- you said December 2023. I come back when? So this says, oh, you do your first round here. Oh, no, you don't come back till September 2024. Woo, that's a long day. September 2024. That's and a we, long and day. And you leave in 23? Yeah, you leave in 23. So you have so many places you're going to oh hit up. Oh, my God, it's all planned out by dates and everything. This is planned out. So this is a nine-month, you got to call to reserve. We already tried to call, and it's going to be $60,000 per person. This is cr- oh. if somebody wants to sponsor us. If someone wants to sponsor our show, dude, it's so big it's still loading up on the page. Yo, where do you end? Oh, you end in New York. Wait, you go again? Oh, Victor, this is crazy. So you start in Miami. You start in Miami and then you end in Miami. You go to California. Ooh, let's see. You go to Mexico. I know that. We got. Let's go down the list here, people. Let's see all the places you go to. As Victor said, this takes a lot of pages to load. So we got to look this up. All right. So it looks like in the month of December of 2023, mind you, nine months. You start in Miami, Florida in December. You go to the Bahamas. You go to Mexico, Aruba, Curacao, Barbados, Granada, the French uh, Guineas. You go to Brazil. Ooh, you're in Brazil for a long time. Ooh, you're in Brazil for New Year's. Let's go. Christ the Redeemer. Ooh. Oh, no, take that back. You're in New Year's. Yeah, December 31st. You're in New Year's in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. On the beach. And then you wake up in the Copacabana Beach, Brazil. Yo, Victor, we might have to start trying. Oh, my goodness. Okay, then you go to Uruguay. I wonder if you could fly in and, and fly your ass out of something. Like, That's like, a good question. What if you could come? Like, you, you could start, but like, all right, I'm hanging out until January. I'm out. That's a good question. You got Ar- Buenos Aires, Argentina's in here. You hit Antarctica in January. Yo, that's lit. So you do hit seven continents. That's, that's crazy. You go from Antarctica to Chile. You hit up Argentina again, more Chile. Uh, what else we got in here, Victor? This is all January. Peru. You hit Lima, Peru, which is where I go to. That's all January. Ecuador, February. Uh, February, you're in Ecuador, Costa Rica, Nicaragua. Ooh, Cabo San Luis, Mexico. LA, California. LA, California. Sunday, February 11th. You stop by for your laundry real quick. Ooh, if you do this Sunday, February 11th, I wonder when the Super Bowl is. If you pay for that, you definitely Oh, pay. I wonder when the Super Bowl is. Okay, so we can... Oh, then you hit the wonders of Asia. What the fuck? So you leave LA in February 2024. Cruising, cruising, cruising. Damn. Hawaii. You're in Hawaii. Then you go to the French Polynesia... 
oh, we got to do this, Victor. In March, you go to New Zealand. What? You go to March, you're in New Zealand. This you're in Australia. Wild. We were in Australia. Like, ooh, Indonesia? Bro, we're still on a fucking boat. <laughs> we're still in March. We're still in March. We're still, we're in, we're March, still in March. Bro, we've been in so many places already. Yo, we got the Philippines. We got Hong Kong. We got Japan. I for your passport because, like. Stamped those, up. No, because, Passport's getting stamped because up. Because those days, you obviously can walk around, but, like. You didn't come through the plane. It's like, oh my god, this is wild. Look, it's really in April. So you got, got eight more months. So April first, you're in Japan. You hit up South Korea. You hit up Seoul, South Korea, Beijing, China, see the Great Wall. Hit up more. Hit up Tokyo, Japan, Mount Fuji, Mount Fuji, Osaka. Oh, let's go. You hit up Vietnam. We're still in April, people. Singapore, Malaysia, Sri Lanka. Damn. Then in May, you go to India. You go to Dubai. Come on. You go to Dubai. Bro, you go to Dubai in May. Holy fuck. Wait, wait. Victor, we might have to do this, bro. Holy fuck. We, we might have to do this. In this shit. Okay, so that's all. Then May through July, you're in the Middle East. So you're Dubai. You're in Jordan, Egypt. Not you get to go see the Great Pyramids. Then you go to Jerusalem. You go to Greece. Hey, when they going to Turkey. Greece? Turkey. May. May. May 24. Like you got to be out there. You hit the Ukraine, you hit okay. Turkey, Istanbul. It's, we're all in June now. More Greece, more Turkey. You hit up Santorini, Venice. Italy? Oh, now we're in Italy. You hit up Croatia. Croatia. Yo. Yeah. Is that Yacht Week? Yo, yeah, it is. You run to Yacht Week that week. Montenegro, which is what I always want to go to. You hit up Italy. More Italy. You're in Italy. We're in July now, people. We're in July. July starts off good. July, we start off in Rome. July Damn. 1st, we're in Rome. And then by 4th of July, we're in France. Woo! We in France, Victor. Dude, After no. France, we hit up Spain. Oh, that's dope. The capitals of cultures next acquisition. 40 destinations in 63 nights. Oh Mind you, people, we're still in July. We don't get home until September. Okay, we start off in Barcelona, Spain. Stay in Spain. Hit up Morocco. Hit up Portugal. Mm. Ireland. Wait, so we're going from Portugal to We're going from Spain to Ireland? Only one cruising day? Is that close? Okay, okay, we're hitting up Cork. Been to Cork. Cork's so back fun. Back to France. Back to France. England, Belgium, Denmark, Germany. Now we're in August, people. August 2024. Estonia. We're in St. Petersburg, Russia. Say what's up mm. to Putin. We got <laughs> Stockholm, Sweden. A little Lithuania in there. More Germany. More Denmark. More Norway. A lot of Norway. A lot of ooh, Amsterdam. Love Amsterdam. Ooh, Iceland. Iceland. Greenland, Greenland, let's go. Newfoundland, never heard of that. September 2024, we're on our way home, people. We're on our way home. We go from Iceland, Newfoundland, to New York. New York to Bermuda. Ooh, that's scary. Bermuda to the Bahamas, and then back to Miami. Dude. If you guys are listening to this podcast and want to sponsor a Curtis Victor trip, I will quit my job. We'll have to to quit our job. Well, we go from home. Remotely. We can work remotely. I will work remotely. Work remotely. Remotely. Curtis, are you drinking in the background? Nah, nah, nah. Nah, I'm not drinking. That's nah, I've just been uh... for two months since, since uh, Prague. <laughs> Curtis, can we discuss this for a second? That's the, that's what we're here for. So, um, let's say right now, Curtis, let's say for some reason somebody did sponsor us, which is what y'all should, uh, and to go, just two things I would require. One, you got to live on the other side of the fucking boat. <laughs> and now I'm not, it's only because I wanted to feel like you're... You live down the street and not in my same apartment. Oh, yeah. We can't have that. We can't have that feeling. Because I want to be able to be like, oh, where you at? Oh, I think I might, I think I might go down to the store today. Like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll probably catch you tomorrow, bro. 
Like that's, that's what I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear like yo, because after that many months, I would want to kill you. Oh, I would want to. I like that's the question is how much is actually going to be on because as we said, it's going to be sixty thousand dollars per person. Now after hearing that money, I'm like that's a lot of money. After we just listed all those places, that seems like a steal. You want? Can I say what place I want to go to the most? Which one? Antarctica. That's not the lockers. That's the one to do. That's I want the Antarctica. Because the lockers, like anybody can say they've been to like Iceland or Greenland, Mexico. You uh, know, Nor- Norway. Ooh, I went to Australia. Hey, keep out the picture right here. Like, what's from Antarctica, bitch? Oh, just me and nothing but penguins. The First classiest of all, I, 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 wonder, I, 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 I question what part of Antarctica that is. Is that because like I know Antarctica, it's technically a desert because it's dry. Yeah, which is ironic, but like it isn't. It obviously, they, they picked that month for a reason for it because it has to be that must be the one month when people can probably be outside and not die. Well, here's my question What are you packing on this trip? Oh, you're bringing several suitcases. What are you packing on this trip? You have to bring all your suitcases, you have to bring all your shit. I gotta bring summer clothes, I gotta bring winter you, clothes. Curtis, you're bringing several. First off, you know how much that flight phone cost me to fly to Miami now? <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta bring. Every carry-on oh. I'm allowed. Oh, we're paying. We're paying for baggage. Oh, we pay for paying for baggage. First off, Curtis, you have to bring. You realize at what you have to do is when you land and probably back in New York, you got to ship shit back to you home. You got to be like, hey, I can't carry this. You can't bring on the plane with you. And here's my question: is because when you go to when you go to uh, Europe, you have to switch your chargers. Because the ports are different. So you guys switch them out. You gotta buy it. But is it different in Spain? Is it different in Denmark? Is it How many places have, are they have, different? They have a universal one. Universal in everywhere? Most, in most of Europe. Where am, I plug, where am I plugging my bro, phone in Antarctica? I might lose my fucking phone in eight months. Oh, my God. First of all, let me ask you this. If you guys don't know, if you guys haven't been following the show, Victor's into photography, which we love. How many photos are you taking? Curtis. When we went to Dallas for three days. I took like a thousand. You took a thousand photos. How many and photos? I just, and I was just doing it for, for fun. For that type of trip? Nine months on a boat. How many photos are you taking? I would have, I would be, I would be forced to buy so much cloud space. I would have to. I would oh have to gosh. buy, I, I would need, and no bullshit with you, I would need probably, I would, just to be safe, I would probably go with four terabytes. And you know, oh my God, at least. In the crazy, I'll, I'll be nice. And the crazy thing too is the first question I think you and I would both ask when we got on the ship, how's the Wi-Fi? Yeah. How's the Wi-Fi? Like, how's the Wi-Fi? Like, what the, because and I, I shoot film now too. I wouldn't, like, first of all, like I would have to bring, because I can't, because you can't Amazon Prime for the boat. Or can you? Or can you? Maybe you can. Well, the reason I say that is because if you have a detailed trip, and you know where you're gonna be on what days, you can have it sent somewhere. Yo, if I because I'm, we are because like we, we we leave America for a, a big bulk of it, but whenever you go to Hawaii, L.A., and New York, but not even that. When you leave L.A. and you go to Hawaii, guess where else you're going? You're going to Hong Kong. You're going to Singapore. And you know you're it. going into Japan. And Amazon has Tokyo. You're like it's worldwide. Cause then, like, can you realize essentially, Curtis, what's gonna happen? This is what happened. Let's say we, we first started, right? The first month, what are we doing? We partying, we having a good fucking time. Oh, and eight after months, a while, eight months I'm gonna be like, I'm like, bro, let's just like, we're, we're like, Curtis, we will, we will legit have a month where we just party straight, gain weight, and we're like, yo, bro, we're getting kind of heavy. Let's just start working out for next month. No, I think for we me, we would have for us if it was me too, we would have to make a challenge for ourselves to stay fit. 
I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest question mark for me would be we would only have to drink in cities we know where like it's a party city. So think about it. Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil for New Year's, for New Year's, we're partying there. Like that's the big thing. But some of these other places you'd be like, eh, I'm good. It's okay. But that's Victor. We got to do this. No, nah, Curtis, I'm not gonna lie. That's just like, like, like fucking fun. Uh, I want. So I think the best bet. We'll talk about it off here. Off well, yeah, off I'll give but it, it away. Too too much, too much. But just to, uh, the Warriors are now two and zero. They just beat the L.A. Clippers. Steph Curry, forty five points, ten rebounds, only had one assist, but still a double double. Eight of thirteen from three. So that brings his total. What we say at four in the first game. Yeah, like four. To first so he had twelve. Game. So he's twelve total. He's gonna break. Ray Allen's record pretty soon. So, and the Clay and Clay and uh, James Wiseman still aren't there. But, uh, but I want to I want to stick in the Bay, Victor. I want to stick in the Bay because there was an In and Out which you and I both love, which I used to work at, which used to work not at. that particular store, but yes, yeah. There was one in San Francisco that closed because they said, "quote We're not going to be the vaccine police Please. for any government." And now there's this whole thing with In and Out, and I've been to In and Out. Uh, and I wear a mask. And I went to the one in LAX by LAX recently, and no one had a mask on. Inside, inside, the workers, the workers had masks on, oh, but not some of the people. And I thought that was very strange. So I like it now. I really hope this does not become a political thing. But it seems like no matter what we do in our society, it turns into a political thing. Mm-hmm. So Victor, what are your thoughts on so, what In Out's doing? As being a former employee, I know everybody who knows In Out, the real In Out, they know they're very they're a religious company. They have, I'm not saying everybody who works there is religious because they're not, but their basis is religion. So I don't know why it's weird how only that one store closed because it's like, if I can understand if, if every single store shut down over the same rule, then you clearly is, you could tell, okay, it's from the top down. But from this looking, it seems like this particular store, whoever runs that store or whoever, whoever general man or whoever a regional our district manager who runs that 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 region either got mad complaints that we don't know about and they said yo fuck this i think it was i feel like it maybe made more of a complaint i think it might be some complaints from some people probably several protesting and shit and they're like you know what let's just shut the shit down right now because uh, i it's unlikely that you have all the all the workers with the same mindset that said we're not gonna be the police the vax the vaccine police which I get, which is also what they were always talking about, how you, how we, we can have these mandates, but you're essentially telling a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, you're got, you got to be a bodyguard for this rule. Right. Where you can't, because like, for example, let's say I go somewhere, we were, we were in Dallas, and they were like, I wore, I wore a mask in Dallas, because I'm like, you got to fuck out your goddamn mind. And what, what, they, what if some fucking 16-year-old kid was like, hey, you can't wear a mask in here, and I'd be like, Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? But, right. but that, that goes both ways. How I don't want to, I want to wear it. Somebody doesn't want to wear it. But that person who works in the front door has to deal with either situation and be prepared for it. And that's not fair for him. And it's a known fact: the police aren't coming out for these little for these for these reports until it gets to a point where people are fighting or guns are being pulled. Right. Well, I want to see what happens because I do believe it's like. They're going to take a stance on, hey, we own this business. Why are we going to have to ask for vaccines? And I thought it was very weird with that statement. We're not going to be the vaccine police for any That's why, government. Like, that was just a very weird statement. They were, it was an unnamed representative who said that, right? Yeah. But that's why it was because like, because in is a privately owned business. And it's like, 
it's funny because Republicans are going to be like, hey, private owned business, you can't you do whatever you fucking want. Right. But then fucking Hot Wheels in Texas just said <laughs> private businesses. I tell y'all what to do. Right. So it's like you guys are picking and choosing when the, when you guys want to fucking use your power. Just and like the pandemic is doing that with people. Exactly. Like obviously, like you said, I don't want to get political. It's like if you don't want to get if you don't want to get a fucking vaccine, people, then stay your ass at home. Right. It's but, simple as that. But I think my thing with In and Out is like In and Out has always been so synonymous with just good vibes. And if you want to be completely honest, In and Out has always been the counter argument to when certain people say well we can't pay fast food workers $18 an hour oh, and because bet. because your burgers are going to be 20 bucks for a burger and a drink and now it's like our burger prices have been the same forever like they might go up sl- slightly but it's like not a like a dime you would think right and not also, only that the lines are still going to be ridiculous. I think it's long. ironic that Chick-fil-A ain't do this shit <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you if you you can make an argument, think about it. Yeah, if you think about it, like Chick Fil A is clearly very Christian. Well, not the stores themselves, but the ownership is. Yeah, absolutely. That's a known fact. Everybody yes. knows it. People people hate Chick Fil A because of that reason. Yeah, and they're like the owners are fucking sinful. Like, but see, there's a lot of things that are coming out about In and Out now. Whereas when you think of In and Out, I was thinking, okay, West Coast, good times, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But now there's also reports that In and Out donated a lot of money. To the Republican candidates and during the recall of Gavin Newsom. Okay, so I know about that story. So, that, but but my thing is like mm. now the vaccines. Mm. It's like, are we gonna start seeing people divided over In and Out? No. Even though we haven't seen people, as you bring up Chick Fil A, I know a lot of people in the LGBTQIA community that don't. Fuck with that place at all. That don't but if I, you bring I know, it up, they get mad. But I know some that do. I know some people who are from the South who are part of that community that will say. If I stopped going to every place that didn't like agree with gay marriage, where would I eat? I have heard people say that, so I think there is a mixed review. But I, I'm very curious to see what happens with In and Out as we move forward. So before we leave, I want to touch on that thing about so In and Out. So yeah, people are fucking retarded because they don't understand. I wouldn't say the R word. I wouldn't say the R word. Oh, I would say people are maybe not are a little people ignorant. Are fucking retarded. Yeah. But like, see, I wouldn't say that. that's Victor saying that's not Curtis. I hey whatever. <laughs> and so what it is is. If you own a business, all you care about is your, like, to a certain extent, is your bottom line. Is, and then now you say, hey, they donated money to the Republican recalls. Right. Yeah. They probably, they, they do it with both sides every year because they know as a business, they go, listen, who's going to lower taxes for us? They make more money. If it's going to be you, guess what, bro? Here's 10K. But also, they don't, they don't depending on which region they're in, they donated per, like, okay, the ones that say up north, like, hey, Republicans over here want to vote for this. We're getting money for that. So they they voted for both sides. They might you put, think, But you think they gave money to Newsom as well? Probably not, like, directly to him, but, like, off, like, giving it to a pack of some sort that donates. Right but you're, so you're saying they hedged their bets where they gave it to both? Oh, 100%. See, I don't know if that's true or not. I well, don't they have, I'm not sure about the recall, but I know in the past, like, I remember a year, like, the last election that came up, and then someone wrote up, like, oh, they donate more to the Republican, but they put it on both sides. So my thing is like California, very liberal. Yes. And in and out, if you're donating to just the Republicans for governor, you want to talk about someone who has a lot of power, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in one state. Yeah. And you see what Newsom is doing, where Newsom recently came out and said that uh, people can put people can put their parents on their insurance. 
Uh, so like if my mom or dad were like to lose their job, I can add them. Which is he's but he what he's doing now is I think Newsom's like okay Republicans, you want to get rid of me? All right, bet here we go. go. Here we go. Like, I'm gonna make this super liberal. Like I'm about to make y'all y'all gonna hate me after look at this motherfucker. <laughs> Steph like, Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry shooting from deep. I'm sorry, y'all. that shit was so goddamn nasty. Yeah, we this I know this episode's gone on for a long time, but Steph Curry is just a killer. And again, right now through two games, I know it means absolutely nothing. He's the front runner for MVP, and that he stop it, Pop. Yeah, before nasty. we leave, yeah, but Newsom, he he's definitely he came. First of all, have your have your opinions about politicians. You can you can I I guess there's some things you could argue with Buddhism right now, but he's doing a lot of stuff right now. Yeah, he's doing a lot. But let's I know before we leave, we both wanted to touch on this. Uh, Steve, it's like Senator, excuse me, Senator from West Virginia, Steve Mnuchin, uh, saying that he's so opposed to everything in this new bill that President Biden is supposed to sign. Mm-hmm. Listen, you are going to do so much damage to not just our country, but to other countries. No, not even him. His fucking state. No, 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 no. Like, not, no, I, I understand that. But I think the biggest thing I read was that some of the lowest emission uh, responsible countries are going to be affected the most for climate change. And Steve Mnuchin is thinking about his one state, which I get that's what you were elected to do. But let's be honest, coal's not coming back. Oh, it's deeper than that. You know who owns, know his son does, right? What does his son do? His son owns a coal company. Yeah, he takes money from coal. Well, he technically, Steve Mitchell started it. He did everything correctly. He gave it away. He doesn't necessarily profit. He profits from like a, a, a family thing, which is, I don't care about that part. But it's like, how how are you on the head of the climate committee when you have, you benefit from coal? Right, exactly. So you essentially would end your own business. Right, and I think. And then also, let's not argue about your state ranks last in infrastructure, 48 out of 50 in education, like yes. 47 for unemployment. Employment. Yes. But yet the bill you are holding up would significantly help your state. Exactly. No, we all know that. It's like I think they know that West Virginia is splitting the bill on everything that he's doing. And that's the sad part. And my biggest question is why do you keep like electing this fool? I know he has money in coal. But I think the sad thing for me is when you go back and they talk about West Virginia coal miners, like that's part of their job. They don't want those jobs anymore. Like young people are like, I don't want to go to a coal mine at cancer. nineteen. Yeah, I don't want to do that. It's old. America. If we if we have clean renewable energy, like, they're saying that, but there's still this perception of well, coal pays money into this state. Exactly. This is why we're doing this. But no, we can find other ways. And another thing is when you look at Biden, I'm gonna just take a huge step back. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole thing between progressives and moderates in the Democratic Party. Biden's not doing a great job. Like, I'll be the first one to say that. Biden's about to lose the House and the Senate. And when you look, well, speaking of the Senate, like, how are you not, I don't understand as a Democrat, I do not understand how do you guys not pass a Voting Rights Act or beef up a Voting Rights Act? I do not well, understand how you get that. Because that takes 60. No, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, what are you doing to put your best foot forward? Mm-hmm. And like, when you look at it, everyone's going to say, oh, it's the pandemic and Biden's got people back to work and look at the economy and job reports, which is great. But when we're looking at overall things, mm-hmm. we're about to hit his second year in office. And he has not Student done a lot. Student still there, Biden. Hey, students are still there. So Joe Mnuchin, uh, or Steve Mnuchin, like, excuse me, we're looking at you and the whole world's looking at us right now and we need to do something there's about actually, it. So. There's one thing I will give him credit. I'll, I agree with. I was like, okay, guys, with, with, with politics, it's as simple as this. You don't have to like the person, but you can agree with certain, certain policies when they affect you correctly. Right. That's how it should be across the board. Republicans, right. have a if Republicans came out tomorrow and said, yo, steel loans are gone. Hey, you got my interest. What else you going for? I might vote for you. Steve sold the, 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 child, the, the child tax credit thing. Yeah. He's trying to get rid of. 
which will again he's help not trying to get rid of it he's trying to make sure like, he's, he's trying to put more things into it yeah but the fact that he said like oh it shouldn't be an incentive to not work is like yeah i agree with that the only problem is we can't really wait no more right like it's it's just, it's something that we they should be like you know what i think i 100 percent believe i always believe if somebody's taking like uh government benefits they should be drug tested you're right. You've been saying that. That's I've fine. always said that. I guess I think it's a fair such. Like, it's a fair trade. Like you know what? You want this? Do this. It's like how when you, when you have unemployment, you have to look for a job. Right. You can't just be at home. So I think having a parent working, however, that doesn't address the fact that just because they don't have a job, what are the opportunities available to them? Because you can go get a job at McDonald's, but then. You Does that support your lifestyle? Poor, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, no. Again, that's why you need better jobs, more efficient jobs. And let's see if the Biden administration can do that. So far, they haven't. So, uh, that's our little rant right now for politics. But thank we'll, have, you. we'll have a rant comes up from, from favorite Nick, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for sticking in. Almost an hour and a half episode. Let's go. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and social media. Victor, where can they find us? So you guys can find the show at the Eros Podcast. That's T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, all that kind of stuff. You can always find me at V I C underscore G W four O's three Ds. That's everything. I'm everything. everything. Uh, you guys can find me at Chillin with Kurt. Twitter. I really would like Chillin with Curtis, but y'all say it's too long. But for right now, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. It's Chillin' with Kurt. Please make sure you like, subscribe, download, uh, and tell your friends about the podcast. Also, if you have anything that you want to hear from us or ask us a question, uh, please feel free to chime in. Uh, We're going to have some upcoming guests coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Until then, stay safe, get vaccinated, and Victor, what should people do? Wear a mask. We'll see you guys next time.